friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast with my mommy, Kendra Swalls. Today, today's my birthday, so my mommy's letting me help her with her show. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Girl Means Business Podcast. Thank you for letting my little helper, Sadie, today join us here on the show. It is her fifth birthday, so we're celebrating big today. All right, guys, on today's episode, I have my friend, Nicole Saunders. Nicole is a business coach for female-identifying entrepreneurs She empowers women to grow their businesses by tapping into their personalities and strengths. When not working with clients, she can be found hiking in the Blue Ridge Mountains in North Carolina with her husband and their three dogs while jamming out to Mumford & Sons. She loves making pottery and is obsessed with personality tests. Nicole and I met on Clubhouse, and I immediately felt a connection with her. We hit it off. We hosted a couple rooms together. We have found ourselves in rooms together. We've connected on Instagram, and I am so excited for y'all to get to know her today and chat with her. She's got a lot to share about how you can use your personality and your strengths to help you grow your business. All right, Sadie, you want to help introduce our guest today? Yeah, here's, here is our chat with Nicole. Enjoy it. All right, guys, I'm here with Nicole Saunders. We're going to be talking about using your strength and your personality within your business. So, Nicole, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and share more about that with your listeners. Yeah. So, um, real quick, I wanted to let everybody know, like, so you and I met through and connected through Clubhouse, which mm-hmm. is this, the new social media platform that everyone's talking about. And I know I'm loving it. Um, and so I think it's really fun to have people on to talk about like how we've connected and the, the power of like these sort of social media platforms and things like that. And just the fact that like, we've never met, we support each other in our businesses and we cheer each other on. And um, it's been really fun to get to know you and get to know your business. And so I'm super excited to learn more about what it is that you do. So let's start with kind of sharing with everybody sort of who you are, what you do, and a little bit about your journey of how you got into your business. Yeah, yeah. So like Kendra said, I'm Nicole. I live outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. And um, my journey kind of starts when I was in undergrad. So I wanted to go to grad school and and work on a college campus. So um, I wanted to not grow up and really just kind of play and student activities for the rest of my life. So ended up going to grad school, um, really enjoyed that. So I worked for almost a decade in higher education, helping students um, with programming and events and leadership development and all of that fun stuff. Um, and love seeing their transformation during that process. So I'm um, about um, eight and a half years in, it was time for me to leave. So I ended up launching a Pinterest marketing business. And I've done that for the last almost three years. Um, But in January, when I started getting active on Clubhouse, I realized it was like being a freshman in college and I could reinvent myself. So um, I had wanted to pivot to business coaching last year, but it didn't happen. And then uh, my dad passed away and then the pandemic happened. So um, last year was uh, not a fun year. Um, so I was excited that I was able to go ahead and do that pivot now and have 
fully embraced it. And I have just missed seeing that transformation process and the impact that I have on people. I didn't get to see that with Pinterest, but with coaching, I get to see that. So all of my coaching is personality and strengths based. Um, And I just love helping people hone in on who they are. So their business works better for them. I love that. And I guess I didn't realize you were, you know, like in higher ed. So I think Mm -hmm. that there's something about, because I was an educator, I was elementary way on the other end of the spectrum, but I think there's something about those of us that enjoy, like you said, that personal connection, like seeing those moments. Like I know for me, like that was one of my biggest things I missed when I left the classroom was having those sort of like what I call light bulb moments where you see it come on. You're, they're like, Oh my gosh, I get it. And so like the coaching and the um, working one-on-one really gets to help us get into that, which I think is really awesome. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to be back to that. And it just, it lights me up so much to, to see that impact I get to have on others. Yeah. And I think like I was talking today, actually in a clubhouse room about lessons I've learned in the past year and through the pandemic. And I was saying that I think one of the biggest lessons has been that connection piece. Like people really want to feel connected to other people. And I think that's why, you know, social platforms like Clubhouse, where you get to hear people's voices and have those connections are so important. And even more now than ever, people are wanting to work with someone closely, whether that's one-on-one or in a small group. You know, I think we're kind of done with like, just send me a PDF and I'll read through it on my own. We're like, no, give me somebody to talk to, give me some feedback. (laughs) So I think it's a perfect time to pivot your business. Um, So I think that's really awesome. Okay. So today we're going to kind of dive into what you said about the using your strengths and your personality in your business. And I think that that's something that's really key. And I, I kind of touched on it in some of my social media posts and things like that, talking about how like really leaning into who you are, because I think that's the best way to stand out in a saturated market. So tell us a little bit about sort of how you help your clients figure out like what are their strengths and weaknesses before they can even learn how to implement them. Yeah. Yeah. So first I like to look at, I, Prefer the MBTI, which is the Myers-Briggs type indicator. Um, I know a lot of people are familiar with the Enneagram, so it just depends on what most people are familiar with. I look at those two assessments most often. Um, I, I'm familiar with, you know, other ones like Clifton Strengths Finder and True Colors and all the, there's so many of them. I won't, I won't go on down that road, but um, the two biggest ones I feel like that most people know about are Myers-Briggs and Enneagram. So those are the two I look at. And Once you know somebody's type, whether that's one of 16 on Myers-Briggs or one of nine over on Enneagram, that gives you a win. So how they interpret the world and how they see their self in the world, um, it gives them that um, lens again um, to see, you know, how they're doing and how people perceive them. Um, I kind of also think about that Jahari window. So when you think of that, it's like, the things you know and the things you see versus that blind spot. So what you don't know or don't see about yourself. So this gives you that um, lens to really determine who you are and how you interact with the world, how you process information. And you can use that really to grow your business because when you go against it and you're doing things because everybody else said you had to, or an expert said, Oh, I have to have a course. Well, if you don't like doing customer service, a course is not going to be the best option for you. So you have to know what you're good at and what you like, but also what is innately inside you. That's already a strength and what you're already good at. So you're not fighting an uphill battle all of the time. Yeah. I, so I haven't done the Myers-Briggs in a long time. When I was teaching, we would do different personality tests, either 
um, through like, re, you know, days where we were like doing trainings and staff mm-hmm. and things like that. Or um, I even had one as part of like an application process. I had to take a different certain personality test and things like that. So I haven't done that one in a really long time. I couldn't tell you what mine is, but I love the Enneagram. I was introduced to that about two years ago. And it was probably one of the first times I really felt like I had taken a personality test or an assessment that felt like it really recognized who I was because so many times I've taken them and I've been like, I mean, I can see that a little bit, but the Enneagram, so I'm an Enneagram seven. And when I start learning more and more, and I've started following some people on social media and I've started reading different things and listening to podcasts. And every time I dive more into what a seven personality traits are, I'm like, yes, that makes so much Mm -hmm. sense now. And the more I have learned about who I am and why certain things affect me, like for example, with Enneagram seven, like we are big about with like FOMO, like we don't want to feel like we're missing out on something. And I've been able to now look when I go into like social media for my business and I start seeing like all these posts coming up saying, Oh, you try this, do this, buy this course. You need, you need to be doing this in your business or you need to be doing that in your business. And the old me would have been like, Oh my gosh, yes, I need to be going here and here. And I'd be chasing all these different, you know, Mm -hmm. rabbits down these trails when now I can look at it and go, Nope, that's just my FOMO coming in. I feel like I want to try all the things, but I need to stay focused. And so recognizing it has been huge um, for me specifically. So I love that. Okay. So let's talk really quick about those assessments you mentioned. Do you have recommendations if somebody has never taken an assessment? Do you have recommendations for them? Yeah, I can give you links so you can put those in the show notes. That way they can go and take them. Um, And I will say when you are taking an assessment, remember, these are free tools if you're taking free assessments. So they might not always be accurate. So if you get something that is totally not you, one, sit and think, is this, you know, is, is this what I'm putting out into the world? Is this actually me? Like, are you in tune with yourself? But second, you know, if it's not you, then okay, let's look at the rest of the nine types for Enneagram. So I think like I was on a clubhouse room this morning at the gym and I heard somebody say, oh, I'm an Enneagram four and Enneagram eight and a six. And I was like, oh, (laughs) and he just, he had no clue. He just didn't know how it worked. So I think, you know, if you're that person and you're like, oh, I'm an Enneagram one wing six, that's not possible, but that's okay. You, you just, you don't know the language yet and how it works. So I'm just diving into it. So, you know, for me, I was, I'm a four, but I, for a while I was like, am I a one? Am I a five? Am I an eight? But once I realized, no, I really am a four, but I'm a four wing three with a subtype that's one to one or sexual, which means that I'm very competitive. I'm the most competitive type on the Enneagram, even more than an eight. So I'm, um, but I know I'm a four because I'm very emotional and I can sit in my emotions and I'm okay being sad where an eight would not be okay with that at all. So once you take that test and you see it, like if, if it's not you at all, that's fine. Maybe take a second assessment or remember when you're answering these questions, nobody else sees the answers except for you. So you can be completely honest. Don't overthink it and don't answer in a way that you want to be just answer how you are. There is no judgment to it. It's going to help you figure out your um, type the quickest and easiest. So, um, and if you're reading it too, and you're like, this isn't me, I'm not, this is not my, um, you know, my biggest fear, my biggest desire, read the next one that you scored highest on and see what resonates with you most. 
Because like for me, a four, one of the things we fear most is abandonment. I don't fear that at all. I fear not being unique. <laughs> like that's more me <laughs> than being abandoned. So um, the language you might not relate with, even though it, it could be true that it's your type. So read more on other websites, but um, yeah, the more work you do and, and the research you do will be easier for you to make sure you are typed correctly. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee, no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. Yeah, I think I had a friend that um, she took the Enneagram test and I can't remember, she ended up being an eight. That was definitely her type. But I think for a while she was saying, they were telling her she was a three, which I could see how maybe some of those things kind of could cross over. And she was, did the same thing. She had called me because she knew that I had, you know, done the test before and I was really into it. I'd listened to all these things on it. And she was like, okay, it says that I'm an, an eight or no, it says I'm a three, but I don't know that I fully resonate with a three. And I, anyway, I did the same thing. I was like, go down to the second one that gives you. And it was an eight. And she was like, okay, that makes more sense. Like, and just Mm -hmm. even so much like just going in, I sent her a couple of um, like podcasts to listen to and some articles to read about eights. And she was like, oh yeah, that totally makes more sense for who I am. So Mm -hmm. I agree. Like a test can be a good starting point, but Mm -hmm. you also need to know yourself well enough to be like, well, that's probably not really who I am. Yeah. And also too, like there is no type that is the best. Like they're all good. Every type has good qualities and bad qualities. And, you know, we all have a little bit of each type in us. So don't think that, oh, because I'm not a one, I'm not good. Or because I'm, I'm a six, I'm a weak, like six get the worst rap. I feel like they just, everybody is like, oh, six is the weakest link. But I tell you what, if I was going on a trip, I want a six with me because they are the most dependable and you know, they're bringing the toilet paper and the phone charger. (laughs) You don't have to worry about that. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And and I think it's, I don't know why it just occurred to me this, but um, it reminded me of, this is going to be really random, but those, that movie Divergent, I don't know if you ever saw that, where they're like, it's like a futuristic where they're like grouped into these different. Um, I've read the books. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're like yeah. in these, they have to take a test and they put them in different factions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then some, yep. some people are divergent and they're like all of them. And I was like, that's kind of what this, I mean, not to that degree, that's definitely a fictional, (laughs) I'm not comparing it, but in a way that's kind of, there is no right or wrong. It's just what you most relate to or most, you know, 
familiarize and yourself with. similar to Harry Potter. I mean, I never wanted to be the green one, Slytherin, because I thought it was bad, but it's not bad. It's just those are a different type. Of, I'm a Ravenclaw, and people probably are like, I hate Ravenclaw. But, I mean, I would tattle on a friend in a heartbeat if they were cheating on a test. <laughs> so that's how I knew. I was like, yeah, I'm a Ravenclaw, even though everybody wants to be Gryffindor because that's what Harry Potter is, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, all, all the different types <laughs> of personalities. Yeah, I agree. Well, there's definitely, like I said, there's things like my, I have some good friends that are like a three and I'm like, I wish I had like their, you know, drive to succeed. And while I have that different capacities and stuff, like there's things to aspire to, but then you have to really understand, like you said, like be honest with yourself and not, not look at it from a perspective of what do I want to be? But what am I truly at my core? Cause when I Mm -hmm. did the Enneagram and I know we're kind of focusing on the Enneagram, but um, when I first did, and I told you, I started kind of learning about it. I was like, these are things that like below the surface of like, when you get to the core of who I am as a person, things that like probably aren't going to change, like the FOMO thing, like that's not going to change. The fact that I don't enjoy emotions. I don't yeah. want, like, if I'm in a situation where things start to feel too heavy, I'm going to make a joke. I'm going to try to find a way mm-hmm. to like lighten the mood. That's just, there's, I'm not going to be able to change yeah. that about myself. And so being honest with yourself and knowing like, okay, this is who I really am. And now let's move forward to figure out how to make the most of that is yeah. you have to get comfortable with that for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. So like Kendra is a seven, sevens avoid pain. Whereas I'm a four, I can sit in that pain and I don't mind it, you know? And I, I think we all bring our natural strengths and, and abilities with us. So like you know, if I'm really sad or I'm sitting with somebody that who's really sad and, you know, just holding space for them, I don't know what, you know, like, I don't know what joke to say. I'm just going to be like, yeah, I'm here with you. But if Kendra walked by, I'd be like, Hey, can you say a joke? You know, like may, lighten the yeah. mood. Like, I don't know what to say to lighten the mood. Like, I'm just like, yeah, here's some Kleenexes. Here's some chocolate. Let's eat. Let's be sad. You know, but I'm, um, that's, that's the beauty of that. And I, you know, I've always like been like, I know I'm not a seven, but I, I'm like, I'm creative. I'm not spontaneous whatsoever. That is not me at all. I like everything planned to a T. So, you know, it's like, we all have these really good qualities and you can still have qualities of other numbers, but you, you are what you are most easiest. Like, I, yes, I'm emotional. Yes. I sit in this pain. Yes. I want to be most unique. Um, and you know, I, my problem area is that I self-indulge and I have self-pity and I'm like, well, self-indulgence, that makes sense, Nicole. Duh. No wonder you like to eat all this food and not like to work <laughs> out, you know, because I'm really focused on health this year. But I'm, um, yeah. So when I notice myself getting in like those pity party moments, I'm like, Nicole, you got to snap out of it. It's time to go. Let's get up. It's, this is not, you know, this is not happening today. Let's get out yep. of it. And and most times when I, when I'm in those moments and I'm like, okay, who can I talk to? Oh, my friend, Caitlin, she's an Enneagram seven. Caitlin, you got any funny memes? <laughs> so, you know, we, we can go to who we, yeah. know, who we need at that moment too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. That's so funny. Yeah. Cause I'm the one that's like, if I have a friend that's like crying, I'm like, I don't know what to do with this right now. Like that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to call you. Like Nicole, I need you to come comfort this person. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to be like, Hey friend, let me give you a hug. Here's some Kleenexes. We're going to sit here and just cry our hearts out until the end of time. And like, you know, what we're going to do, make some art and process our feelings. (laughs) Like, you know, (laughs) you're like, Oh Oh my gosh. I'm I'm like, let's go do something fun. Let's find a way to cheer this thing up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's hilarious. Um, okay. So let's talk about how 
once you kind of know, like, let's say someone's like, okay, I've, I've done that. I know what my Myers-Briggs is. I know what my Enneagram is. I know kind of who I am as a person. Yep. How does that translate into business? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of it is knowing that problem area. So your weakness areas and your strengths, and, and we all have them. Weaknesses aren't a bad thing. It's just being cognizant of them. So you can work either with them or outsource stuff. So sevens, I'll use Kendra as the example. Yes, sevens, do. they don't like pain. They want to avoid the pain and they um, are, they have high levels of energy, right? Um, or, and they're optimistic. They always have this really good outlook on life. So the thing is, if they don't like pain and they get bored quickly and they don't like to finish tasks, let me guess, Kendra, do you like doing bookkeeping? Oh God, no. <laughs> Not yeah, even a little so, bit. <laughs> so normally sevens, they're the first ones I know that don't like bookkeeping. I don't like it either. I don't, you know, CPAs, I'm glad y'all have a field because you're getting outsourced, right? So it's like when you're looking at your business, are there things that you don't like doing, period? List those out. So sevens, probably bookkeeping, any of those like tedious, mundane tasks that are repetitive, you know, podcast editing, that's a not a fun task, I don't think. That's something you could outsource or, you know, figure out like, okay, I can't outsource this right now, but it's on my wish list. And and also know, okay, if this is something I can't outsource that I have to do, like taxes or podcast editing, what can I do? I can spend 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour doing this task I don't want to do today. And then I get to go do this really cool, fun thing. So like making yourself be rewarded with that really cool thing. And I mean, even as a four, I, I do that too. So like, um, I got really excited about ClickUp a couple weeks ago, but I was on this um, with my group coaching program. We were doing a co-working call and I was like, okay, so while we're on here, I'm going to work on ClickUp. And then I was like, nope, nope. You know what? That's my reward project. I actually have to do reports <laughs> right now. So yeah. So knowing what your strengths are, I think is really the important thing. And, and again, you know, with, with sevens, you know, you, you, you desire that satisfaction and that contentment and, and you want to avoid pain. So what are things that you're avoiding doing in your business? Like being realistic about it. Um, and, and yeah, you, by default, you're optimistic, you know, sixes are a little pessimistic, but go to that wing a little bit, maybe and look and be like, okay, yes, I love my business. I love what I do, but what do I really not just jazz me up? When what am I really excited about? And then what's what's just kind of like there that has to get done that, you know, it doesn't excite me or or bring me down. So that whole second half that doesn't excite you or just um is really you don't want to do it all, that's what we gotta figure out what we can outsource and grow. So, you know, especially I think um as we're looking at things like all of these experts, it's always like, you need a course, you need a membership, you need this, you need this. This is the hot thing. Everybody get on clubhouse right now. If you are not an auditory learner or you don't like the nature of, you know, audio, or you don't want to do a podcast or you don't want to do video or whatever somebody's saying you have to do right now, you don't have to do it and know that that's okay. Like, you know, Kendra, you were saying earlier, like shiny objects, everybody's doing this, Mm -hmm. this, and this, and this, and I want to do this, this, and this. Okay. Well, if you want to do that, let's be realistic. Do we need an idea notebook so we can come to that later? Do we need to know that um, those are reward projects? You know, and sometimes I think it's just, we have all of these ideas and all of these cool things that we want to do, but what is actually going to move the business forward right now? Is that, okay, yes, 
I need to be a legitimate business. I need to go get my LLC or my S Corp. I need to um, trademark this thing or, you know, whatever, all of that behind the scenes stuff. And I've coached sevens before and, you know, their business looks amazing and they're so fun and colorful and all of this. But when I talk to them, it's like, oh yeah, I don't have my LLC. I, I need to get, do somebody, somebody do my taxes. I need to get organized. I'm not sleeping. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, first of all, you have to sleep. I don't care what type you are. You have to take care <laughs> of yourself because if you're not taking care of yourself, it's like being on a plane and that's crashing. You're putting oxygen mask on everybody, but yourself. Well, who's going to die in that situation? Probably you take care of yourself first and everything else will fall into place. Like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting on a tangent there on no, my no, you're box, fine. but you know, it's, it's well, to take care of yourself. Oh yeah. Well, it's funny when you were saying about like the idea book, cause I reached over and grabbed, so you, for the note for the audio, I'm showing you, a, I have a notebook that says big ideas. I found it oh, at the it's dollar. So cheerful. It's Yellow, so colorful. It's, <laughs> it's a seven notebook. Let me tell you. So, I found it at the dollar spot at Target one time. And I was like, um, just it's bright yellow and in blue, it says big ideas. And I was like, yes, I need that because I really do. Like I will wake up in the middle of the night or to be honest with you, I'll be laying in bed trying to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I will have like these grand ideas come to me. Cause like being a seven, I am an idea person and yeah. I love the idea of these things. And so I have to put them in my notebook. Or like you said, if I'm going through Facebook and I see these ads or I see somebody else talking about something that they're creating and they're doing, I'm like, Oh yeah, I need to be doing that. I have, I've learned to stop myself, put it in my idea book. And then when I'm at a place in my business where I'm looking for something new to add, I can go back to that. Mm -hmm. But like right now I'm in the process of redesigning my website and I've got to get that done. I'm in the process of designing an an app that I'm creating for photographers. I got to get that finished. Like there's all these projects. And so I can't allow myself to be distracted by other things. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, having the, when you said the notebook, I was like, I have that. <laughs> I'm like, that's exactly yeah. what I do. But it's because I've learned enough about myself to know that one of my weaknesses is those shiny objects. And mm-hmm. so I have to find a way to control that. Or I, cause in the past I've allowed it to, you know, take me down the, all these different paths. I spread myself too thin. Mm-hmm. I end up starting things I don't ever finish. And so I've learned enough about myself to know that that those are the things that I need to avoid. Um, So my next question for you would be, let's say kind of going, using me as your example again, if I, and I feel like I know pretty well, like Enneagram seven, um, but if someone's listening and going, okay, I'm an Enneagram seven, we'll just stick with that. How do I define, or how do I know what my strengths and what my weaknesses are? Like, how do I figure out what it falls into which category. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of tools on the internet. You know, you can DM me on Instagram if you want to chat through it. Like I'm, my DMs are always open, but I think, um, when you take that assessment, it's going to tell you a lot about yourself. So, you know, print that out, save it. Um, there's a lot of good, I'm, I don't, I'm not an Enneagram account on Instagram, but there are a lot of Enneagram accounts that can help you understand yourself. Um, so for me, and I talked about this earlier, I said, I'm a four wing three one-to-one subtype. Well, the subtypes, especially for fours and six, we look like three different people. So I have a friend here locally. She is, we are opposite on, on Myers-Briggs. So she's an ENFP where I'm an INFJ. Um, so she's extroverted, you know, processing everything out loud and she gets her energy from people Where me, I'm introverted. So I'm processing internally and I get my energy from my alone time. So 
Um, but we're both fours. She's a different type of four than me though on that. We're both four wing threes, but on the subtypes, we're different. So where I'm a one-to-one, I am blunt and I will tell people what I want and not think twice about it. She will process through and I believe she is either a social or self-preservation type. And this is going way deeper y'all, but you know, don't feel like you need to figure out the subtypes, just figure out your one main type right now. But her subtype is different from mine and she will think through the entire scenario, want to talk everything out with me before the action where I'm just like, no, nope, made my decision. This is done. Like, it's just, it's just so funny that we look that different, but we both can fit and, and sit in emotions and be sad. And we experience force were very high highs and very low lows. We're both creatives. You know, it's, it's, it's so funny to see the differences in that. Um, Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passion, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. Yeah. And I started going on a tangent, so I don't know if I answered your question. No, it did. Well, I think like, it's interesting. I'd never thought about the fact. Yeah. Like, cause so I have a really good friend who's also an Enneagram seven and, um, it's actually somebody that we, that we, this past week when, of course, when this airs, will be a couple ago, but we had, you know, I'm in Texas. And so we had the whole winter storm mm-hmm. and the no power and all those things. And so we actually ended up going and staying with some friends because we had no power, no internet for like oh, an entire week. And so, um, one of the friends we're staying with, he's also an Enneagram. Well, I I've kind of labeled his Enneagram seven because he won't take the test, mm-hmm. but I'm 90% certain that's what he would fall into. And he's the type, like, we're very similar in the fact that like, we don't enjoy, you know, the emotion side. We want to like make things light and fun. He's always cracking jokes, but whereas like, he is a busybody. He's the type that like always wants to be go, go, go. Like you would see like every day around like two o'clock, he start pacing the house. Like, cause he was just couldn't, you know, it was icy roads. It couldn't go anywhere. And he was driving him insane. Whereas like 
I'm the version of seven where it's like, I am okay with being home, being relaxed, being in one place for a while. And so it's interesting when you mentioned about your friend being a four, I'm like, oh, that's so intriguing. Cause I just, I think we all had this assumption that when you take these assessments that you're kind of in this box now. And the reality is you're not necessarily in this box. You, you have aspects of the box that you kind of relate to, but you can, you know, overflow into one side or you can pull in from a different area. So that's interesting between that other friend that you have that, you know, y'all are so different, but yet so similar. Mm -hmm. And it could also be too on the levels. So like fours, when they're in a really good spot, they go to ones. And I talk about four just because that's who I am. And that's, that's where I relate easiest. And I, and I know the most about fours. So when we're in a, when we're healthy, we go to ones. So that's why I kind of, I was like, am I a one? And I'm like, you know, I I like my things very structured. I like, you know, perfectionism. I feel I try to remind myself that perfectionism is a lie, but, you know, (laughs) but I don't think in terms of good or bad. I'm not that black and white thinker. So I was like, okay, yeah, ones aren't emotional either. I'm emotional. Now fours, when we are in um, stress, we go to twos. So instead of taking care of our own needs, we're worried about everybody else. And we're, you know, if we start coming on very uh, strong, I think is the word, uh, and trying to like take care of you, then, then look at, if you know, you have a four in your life, look at them and be like, are you okay? Are you stressed out right now? Cause you're trying to take care of too much, you know? And so he could be healthy or unhealthy versus, you know, you being really healthy versus unhealthy. Like you could just be in different States plus the subtypes too. Like, yeah, this, this is why Enneagram took me so long. Like I've always been a Myers-Briggs person. Enneagram took me so long to like hop onto. I was like, it's so confusing. There's nine types. Well, Myers-Briggs has 16, but for whatever reason, it made more sense <laughs> in my brain. So it's, and Myers-Briggs was the first one I got to know, but what happens is Enneagram. So you have your type, then you have a wing, then you have subtypes, then you have tri-types, and then you have what you go to when you're healthy and not healthy. It's just like a lot of information. Yeah. So if you're feeling overwhelmed listening to this, don't be, I promise you, like it, if you want to learn more about Enneagram, you will get there. Just take it slow. It's, it's a beast to learn. Yeah. But I will say like, cause I haven't gone into all, like all of the you know, even like the subtypes and the, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. I just kind of know like what aspects of the seven mm-hmm. I most relate to. Yeah. Um, I haven't even really got into like the wing part of it, but I would say just off the top of my head, I go more towards an eighth and I do a six. Um, but yeah, but I think like it's been the most beneficial for me, not only in my relationships, mm-hmm. but in with like my business, like I was saying, like you met, you hit the nail on the head when you said I not enjoying like the financial side and the bookkeeping side, because it's been always so frustrating. I'm like, gosh, why can't I make myself do these other things in my business? Like, why can't I, you know, why can't I force myself to sit down? Because again, I do, I love the idea of starting a project, but once it gets into like the tedious stuff, like that meticulous mm-hmm. aspects of it, like for example, um, I'm getting ready to launch this app I'm creating and I have to go in and I have to add all this content into the back end of this app. And it's just like, there's no easy, quick way to do it. It's literally just uploading one thing at a time, going and getting the info, uploading again. And it's driving me insane because, and I had to remind myself, like, it's okay. This is just part of who I am. This is not something that I enjoy, but I have to do it in order to move it forward. And so being able to recognize that I now know going forward, okay, if this is going to require me to do a lot of like these tedious tasks, either I need to find a VA that I can hire to do it for me, 
or I need to, like you said, find a way to reward myself. So one of the things that I've done, this doesn't sound really cheesy, but um, for my birthday last year, my mom bought me this really nice foot massager. It's like pretty nice size one. So I keep it under my desk. And so if I'm working and I'm doing something like a tedious task or bookkeeping or taxes or whatever, then I reward myself by doing that while using the foot massager at the same time. So it's like, okay, so I'm going to do this thing. I don't want to do, but I'm going to enjoy it because I also get to get a foot massage while I'm doing it. Yeah. That's a great way to have it stacked because you're like, basically it's like, okay. Oh, it's like when, you know, kind of like Maslow, when he rings the bell for dogs, like, and they know they're getting a treat and then you ring the bell and they're, and they're like salivating, but they don't get a treat. And so it's like, you're building this habit. So it's like, okay, my feet are going to get relaxed when I go do this thing. And, and, you know, I think the hard part of it is, you know, and I think you're very healthy in, in, as a seven, you're very self-aware. So it's like, I'm smart. I know I can do this. I just don't like doing it. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like I don't like bookkeeping either, but there are people out there who love it and make jobs off of it. But you know what? They probably aren't good at being creative and being spontaneous and, you know, artsy and that kind of stuff. So, you know, and I think that's, that's what makes this industry and this world so beautiful is we all bring something worthy to the table. Well, and that's why we have people like CPAs and lawyers yeah. and because they, they enjoy that kind of stuff, you know, the financial people, they enjoy that. And so I think that there's definitely, there's, everybody has their place. And like, I have learned for myself to know that, okay, if, if this is going to require, or like going forward, like if I know, okay, I have this really great idea. I want to do X, Y, Z, but I need to create like a, a landing page. I need to set up this sales funnel. Well, those aren't things that interest me, but if I can find somebody who like, that is what they love to do because they're a whatever type, you know, or that's just their jam is creating lane copy and sales pages and all those things. Then yeah, I'd be more than happy to hire them to do it for me because, Mm -hmm. or find a way to work with them or have them help because it's knowing what you're good. And I just got finished saying this in actually clubhouse room I was doing where I said, you know, my version of success in my business is being able to do the things that only I can do. And so for me, those are the things I enjoy, like these podcast interviews and the episodes that I do, um, working with small groups of clients, coaching groups and masterminds, one-on-one, doing things like the clubhouse rooms and connecting with people and messaging people in DM. Those are things that I enjoy and that matches my personality because I enjoy connecting with people and I love talking to people. Um, kind of like you were saying, like your friend, she gets her energy from other people. That's how I feel. And so if I find that I'm spending all of my time by myself in front of my computer and I'm not interacting with other people, I'm so exhausted by the end of the day. But if I go in, I have like four or five interviews and I'm working with a coaching client and I'm doing podcast recordings and I'm on clubhouse. I end the day being like, Oh my gosh, that was the best day. I had such a great, and I'm like, so like hyped up. Yeah. Knowing that has helped me to balance my time even too. Yeah. And see, I'm the exact opposite. So it drains me if I'm on clubhouse too much plus podcast interviews and I have a goal this year to hit. And so like, I'm, you know, I'm trying to hit that goal, but I'm also like, okay, I've got to bring my A game to these podcasts. I can't come on here and be tired. So I like, okay, I'm building in 30 minutes before and 30 minutes after. And, you know, if I'm on the phone all day talking to people, that's energy draining for me. Mm-hmm. So where you get off and you're like, yes, I had the best day ever. I'm so energized. I'm ready to go. I'm like, oh, I, I, I mean, I may have had the best day and like, I know I impacted people, but I'm like, 
oh, I'm tired. Like I need some alone time. So knowing that is a great way to build your schedule. So that way it's like, okay, for Kendra, you know, if you're like, okay, I've got to do this app today. I have to get five new things on this app today. Okay. So I'm going to do something in the morning and then I'm going to have a call and then I'm going to do something and then I'm going to get on a clubhouse room. So building it in between. So you're like, okay, at the end of the day, yes, I still did all my five things, but you know what? I still got to talk to people. I still got to do, you know, it was spontaneous too. Cause I, I went to this clubhouse room and this one, and you know, I got to talk to these different people and I'm um, especially too for introverts or for extroverts. I mean, entrepreneurship is so isolating. Like introverts, we're like, okay, that's fine. And you know, for, for like the first year and a half, I was like, okay, I'm good. This is cool. I'm working by myself. But then I was like, oh my gosh, I miss people. I miss my friends. And especially as I'm the last year with COVID, you know, I'm, I talked to my friends for this uh, group we're in and I'm like, God, I just miss meeting in person. You know, we were talking about that this morning and I was like, yeah, I miss my people. I don't miss everybody. I miss my people. Um, so I miss the people that I, I like and, and that bring me energy. You know, I don't need to be around 45,000 people to be the center of attention. No, I just need like one or two people and I'm good, you know? So um, I think, yeah, I I won't go down that path either, but I mean, <laughs> entrepreneurship is isolating. So like, yeah. if you're feeling alone, I mean, it is lonely. Don't feel alone. Reach out to somebody. I mean, if it's me, if it's Kendra, whoever, you know, we, we've been there, we know this. So like, don't feel that you are the only one struggling with isolation right now, especially in the middle of a pandemic. Like that just adds an, an extra layer to it for us. So. Well, I think that's really key. Like what you touched on about the fact that like you had no problem going into your business and being on your own. Whereas like when I went into it, um, someone asked me one time there, or I've had multiple ask me, but they're like, what do you miss the most? Or do you miss teaching at all? What do you miss? And I'm like, you know, what's funny is I don't miss the kids. I don't miss teaching. I miss the other teachers I worked with. Like I missed yeah. those like hallway conversations or mm-hmm lunchtime, you know, chats or conference time, you know, get togethers in somebody's room. And, and I'm like, if I could take everything else that I'm teaching, I go back and do it in a heartbeat. They're like, I don't think that's how that works, but, but it's because I know, you know, like kind of going back to like the knowing your strength, like I know my strength is connecting with other people. And so I had to find a way to build that into my business because Mm -hmm. if I didn't, and I spent all this time, I would hit a wall. I would start to feel like all these feelings would start coming in. And so, um, even if it was simple things like, and I'm so grateful for things like building a business during time of like social media and, you know, zoom calls and things like that. Because if you think about like 20 years ago, when none of that was around and you're trying to do all this, like I would have gone crazy. Whereas other people would have thrived in that. And the, the great thing is now we have these options. And so if you're sitting in a place where you're like, okay, I just feel like I'm not I'm not meeting some need that I have. Figure out what that need is and then find a way to meet it. Stay with us. We'll be right back. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny too, like a year ago, nobody knew what Zoom was except for people like us. Like, yeah. (laughs) And now I'm like, oh, you know what Zoom is? I'm like, it's just so funny. And I mean, there is a thing as Zoom fatigue and whatnot. And, you know, I think one thing, if you are feeling that, like, and you need to talk to people. And I mean, even as introverts, we need that too. We need people. And, you know, going to the gym has been really helpful for me because I'm like, I see people, but I don't have to really interact with them, which is (laughs) nice. Um, Or it's like very surface level. Um, So coffee chats, those are great ways to get to know other people. So that way you can know who they are, what they do and, and same thing, vice versa. And then down the road, I think it's a great business builder too, because it builds that relationship that no like trust factor. So when I do coffee chats now, it's usually with other coaches. Um, when I used to do it before, when I did Pinterest, it was with other Pinterest managers because I never know if like, if I got a client that didn't exactly fit me, they might fit that other person. So it's just another thing that you can do that, you know, combats isolation and helps build your business. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, one last question I want to kind of go into, and then we'll wrap up, and I'll let you share kind of what you have coming up and how people can find you. And so selfishly, I'm going to ask this question a little bit, but let's talk a little bit about the weakness side too, because I know for for me personally, one of my, I don't know if you call it, I guess it would be a weakness, but like the fears that come along with being a Mm -hmm. seven is like that fear of, um, I'm trying to think how you describe it, like that fear of like feeling confined, I guess. Um, like fear of not, not having freedom to do things that you want to do. Um, and then also just like, I think in general, like fear of failure kind of thing. But, um, so an example of that, and I want to see how you would like kind of help me walk through that is. So for example, just go with the idea of clubhouse, like I love clubhouse. Um, and I've been trying to like, I love going into popping into people's rooms and going up and speaking and connecting. And I've been hosting a weekly room. But there's this fear I have around like, okay, that locks me in to every Wednesday at one o'clock, mm-hmm. I have to be in this room. And I have this sort of like, there's this feeling I get like in my gut that's like, oh, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Like run away from that. Yeah. Even though I know like consistency is good. I know that that's something like it's, it's one hour of my week. I can show up for an hour, but there's something around that fear of being like locked into that thing. So how do you help people kind of walk through like their fears, I guess, more so than a weakness um, and push through that to grow their business? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, sevens are really impulsive and they also have a difficult time committing to plans in advance. Both of those things right there. So I think you don't have to schedule this out for in a whole year, you know, And, and I think the cool thing is, you know, when you're on the app, you get these notifications. It's like, oh, Kendra just scheduled an event. Okay, cool. Let me add it to my calendar. But you can cancel an event. Like it's it's not going to delete it off the other people's calendar. But if something comes up, delete the event. Announce it on social media. Um, like you are not like you haven't signed your name with blood to that <laughs> app. Like you know, and, and I think here's the funny thing. I have a a friend who's a seven and, um, she's like, I can't get a tattoo because I can't commit. Like, I don't know, you know, it's permanent, but at the same time I sit and think, and I'm like, well, they have these lasers and things. If you decide you don't like it later, you can always take it off. You know? Um, so it's partly that it's like knowing like, okay, if I know my goal is to build a community on clubhouse or build these connections that will then filter over to build my business on Instagram, then yes, my butt is going to commit to this two times a month, three times a month. You don't have to do it every week, but 
if you want to, consistency does breed results. I mean, you know, we all know that. So I think also limiting, like, and and this was, I think, when I first got on Clubhouse, I think this is a problem for everybody. It's like, oh my gosh, all the time. Oh, 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 oh. And then it's four hours later and you're like, oh my gosh, well, I didn't get nothing done today. So for me, now that I'm hosting rooms, one, I protect my energy, but I think for you, you're coming at this as, well, I don't want to commit to this because something cool might come up. You know, it's summer's on the way. We might be going to the pool. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that, that happens. Okay. Host 30 minute rooms or, you know, if you are like, okay, on, on the first Wednesday of every month, I'm going to host this room. Like the thing is, it depends what your goals are. So I'm giving you both options of the coin kind of like the pluses and the minuses. It really depends what you want to do and what your goals are. So if you're like, okay, I want to grow on the platform, then host the rooms every week, period. And if you're like, well, I want to grow, but if something else comes up, okay, well, you have an out. You're not, you're not permanently signed to this thing. You haven't signed it in blood. Like you don't, you haven't signed a contract. You don't owe anybody anything, but you know, you've got to decide what is more important to you. Is it growing and being consistent on this platform? Or is it, hey, my best friend just invited me to the pool or to go hiking or to go do something else and I want to go do that. Okay, well, could you push that back to an hour? Could you push that back 30 minutes so you can still get this thing in? Like it really, at the end of the day, it's going to depend on what your goal is and what you want to get out of it. So I I never like to tell somebody like, do this or do that or, Mm -hmm. you know, do A. Well, I'm going to give you options. I want you to pick the best option. Like what is best for you? So uh, probably not the answer you wanted. But, uh, that's, you know, I like to give both sides of the coin there. So, yeah. well, but that's the thing is like going, you know, going back to the fact that the sevens don't like to be constrained, like to feel like they, they want to have that freedom. Mm-hmm. And so just the idea of like, okay, that's one of the things I love about building a business is there's really no rule book. So I like the fact that I kind of get to create the rules. Now, when I start leaning towards what I think is like my wing eight, I'm starting being like, Oh, but I need a little bit of structure here. Um, but yeah, the idea that nothing is set in stone. And I was talking to, or I was listening to somebody on another podcast one time and they were saying, you know, yeah, if you start, if you have this idea for a, like a workshop you want to host and you start getting into it and you're like, this really just kind of sucks. I don't enjoy this anymore cancel it and move on. And like, part of me, like the people pleaser in me that terrified me, but then like the other side of me was like, Oh, but that's kind of freeing to know that it's okay. That Mm -hmm. if I decide for one week, I'm not going to host a room. I'm going to do something else. It's going to be okay. The world's not going to end. My business isn't going to fall apart. And so knowing that that is something that I struggle with being able to remind myself of that, like writing it down, putting it on a sticky note or having it somewhere where I can go and be like, I'm having this moment where I feel like I'm going to let people down. If I don't do this thing every, every week at this time, I can go and remind myself, Nope, it's okay. You'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. The world will move on. (laughs) So yeah. So yeah. So figuring out like, if this is something you struggle with kind of, and I think one thing, this is going to sound really cheesy too. And I know we've mentioned like movies and TVs already, but like, I watched the show, this is us. And I haven't watched that. Okay. So Oh, everybody does. (laughs) Well, there's a scene where one of the characters, Randall, he and his wife are, I think they're driving in a car and he's, he has been having these like anxiety 
and panic attacks. And they kind of do this activity where it's like worst case scenario. So basically she's like, okay, so if this happens, what's the worst, like walk me down that path Mm -hmm. in your brain of what you think the worst thing that could possibly happen is. And let's work backwards from there. And so ever since I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. And so I've started doing that for myself. I'm like, okay, so if this is a fear that I have, let's go down that path of what's the worst that could happen. Like what's going to happen if, if I don't do this thing, what really is the fallout going to be? And that allows me to like, oh, well, I mean, maybe people unfollow me or maybe people unsubscribe my email list or maybe people like, I'm like, okay, so what am I so afraid of? You know, like why is that's not earth shattering? It's not career ending. So I think that's a really cool thing to do too, is like, I've kind of always kept it up. I'm like, okay, let's go down that rabbit hole of like, what is the worst thing? And yeah. then see if it's really worth it or not. Yeah. There's another um, framework I kind of like to use. I think it's from Oprah, but um, basically it's like 10, 10, 10. Is this going to matter in 10 minutes? You know, 10 Ooh. weeks, 10 months, 10 years from now, probably not. So, you know, I would have students come to my office in tears, like, oh my God, I feel this thing. Okay. Well, it matters right now. And I get that. But is this going to matter next year? Is it going to matter in 10 years? Probably not. Like, I mean, let's sit here and think, does anybody care what your SAT scores were from 10, 20 years ago at this point? Nope. I couldn't even tell you what mine were, to be honest with you. Exactly. Exactly. But we were all so caught up in that at that time because we were in that moment and that was important to us at that moment and to get into college and, and whatnot. But, you know, it's, it's really, it puts it into perspective when you start thinking about it and, and thinking about, well, what's the worst that could happen? Um, so yeah, I love that. Yeah. I'm writing that down. I love that idea. Um, I think that's really cool. Cause it's true. Like, yeah. Like what's, is this really going to matter? Mm-hmm. And even in 10 minutes, even in 10, you know, 10 days, like, is it really going to matter? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Well, this has been so interesting. I feel like I could continue talking forever and I don't want to take up everybody's time, but (laughs) thank you so much for chatting with me. Um, So tell people where they can find you, how they can get in touch with you if they want to learn more or work with you. Yeah, of course. So right now I offer one-to-one coaching and it's all personality and strengths-based business coaching. So taking um, your Enneagram, kind of like what I did with Kendra today and deciphering, you know, what works best for you and how you can use your strengths in your business. So um, I have one-on-one coaching open, but I am developing a quiz right now. It's going to be out way before this podcast airs, but um, it's all about to see if you're in alignment with your business and your personality. So um, that will be at saundersays.com forward slash biz quiz. Um, and that'll be in the notes, I'm sure. So you don't have to worry about typing all that out, but you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Saunders underscore says, um, my DMs are open. Feel free to come over and hang out with me. That's probably the best place you can find me. And then from there, it kind of spider webs out, but yeah, come say hello. Yeah. Well, I've been so excited to chat with you and this is gonna be so fun. And, um, I think we'll probably end up doing a clubhouse room when this airs as well and talk about this, the similar topic. So, Um, I'll have all that linked down in the show notes so that if you want to join us in there too, you can, but Nicole, thank you so much for your time and, um, all of your expertise and thoughts and for helping like break down my, uh, strengths and weaknesses for everybody to listen to. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, thanks for kind of being the Guinea pig. And, you know, I mean, we all have the strengths and the weaknesses, so, you know, don't feel bad if you're also a seven and listening to this, you know, we all got them. So, um, but yeah, thanks for having me, Kendra. It was a blast. Yeah, well, we'll be in touch soon. Have a good day. 
Thank you so much, Nicole, for being part of our show. Make sure you check out her free quiz at saundersays.com slash bizquiz. All that along with all the other links we mentioned in this episode will be down in the show notes. So make sure you check them out and go give Nicole some love over on Instagram. Let her know that you heard about her here on the Girl Means Business podcast. All right, guys, that does it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. If you liked this episode or any of the other episodes you've been listening to here on the Girl Means Business podcast, please go leave us a review over on iTunes. We love to hear from you and know your thoughts. All right, Sadie, you want to help me wrap it up? Yeah. All right, take it out. We'll see you back here next week. Same time, same place. Bye. Bye.